Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Yo, fuckers, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming <laughs> podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Wow, you really... Cracking myself up. Really went hardcore with that. Just another day. That was a lot. That was. I wasn't letting out anything. I'm actually in such a fun, happy well, mood. Yeah. I had my period for like fucking 10 days. What? Why? I'm not sure. God. I don't know. It was very weird. Was it? And it was in the middle of my birth control pack. Like a heavy flow? No, very light. The It was the oh, most so annoying. Like a, mm-hmm. I had to put something in. <laughs> Gotta cork it up. <laughs> cork that pussy up. Right. Right? Isn't that what the rappers sing about? I don't know. I don't know um, if they're talking about menstrual cycles. Nah, probably I not. I think they're talking about dick and vaginas for sexual pleasure. Probably. But, you know. Man, I shouldn't own a gun. Um, Yeah, I was moody and now I'm just holly go lightly you know that's and good I, and i made up a set we steven and i went to see star trek very good movie mm-hmm. and i made up the sex move called the live long and prosper mm-hmm. where you just suck a guy's dick and then you just afterwards you just put up the fingers and you say live long and prosper <laughs> okay all right I think I am so funny did you do that without before like without I, telling him that you were gonna do that I told him I blew it. I blew the surprise. You you blew some stuff. Yeah. Well, he blew and then I blew it. Yeah. uh, But first, but uh, yeah, Star Trek is, uh, it creates lives. That movie gives me so horny because Chris Pine is fine. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would put it my behind. That's things I would never say. Like Chris Pine. No, Star Wars, Star Trek, not any of the star things. It was so good. I'm sure it was. Yeah. How are you sure? You fucking moved. Mm -hmm. It moves. (sighs) Are you hornier now that you're in a nice apartment? No, now I'm now I my <laughs> I don't obs- know why that would corner. My obsessive compulsive disorder is like out of control. Oh, how so? Because I haven't lived I've never lived in a nice apartment before. Or an apartment that was like mine that I felt like the need to take care of. I usually just live in shitholes where I'm like, oh, there's mouse poop on the floor. You can put your shoes wherever you want. <laughs> oh, a mouse made a bed there? Nah, that's okay. Just scoot it over. Yeah. No, I mean it was me the whole past like week was me just literally sweeping mouse poop with my hand. Ooh. Just oh, I took all no my broom, huh? When I took well, because uh I broomed it but then like some of it didn't get in the broom and you got to do the rest with your hand Man, what are you gonna do us new yorkers we're tough i'm not gonna leave mouse poop there yeah it, and if that wouldn't fa- i would totally do that it wouldn't phase me yeah well I, I was just like at this well it was like in the beginning it bothered me in the beginning of the mouse infestation but at a certain yeah. point i was just used to living with it now i was like oh hi charlie what's up <laughs> Stephanie, Lisa, nice to see you. How you doing? Everyone's here. Great. <laughs> We're all here. We're all family. Oh, who did we lose? Oh, I forgot, <laughs> forgot that glue trap was there. Sorry, Bernard. That's okay, because Stephanie had 27 kids the other day, so it makes up for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah. So now now I just have obsessive-compulsive disorder <laughs> out the wazoo. That's okay. I'm like, don't touch that. I'm going to be like one of those crazy Italian women who has just like plastic over all her furniture. My, it's like my dad. Well, he doesn't have it over the furniture, but you know, like when something comes with a, a plastic over, you're supposed to peel the plastic, plastic off, off yeah. before you use it. Not my dad. No, no, no. Leave no. it on. Yeah. Leave it on forever until you throw it out. You never enjoy the crystal clear screen that you should have been entitled to. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. It's, yeah. It's a lot. So it's just, you know, me, you know, me telling people to look at things, not touch them. Everyone's <laughs> like, are you having a housewarming? I'm like, absolutely no, not. I want you monsters in my home. Yeah. Maybe five people will be allowed in this apartment. Yeah. That's max. Did you have sex in it yet? 
Uh, no, actually, I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, did you were over the holiday? Oh, did you have a good holiday? Weekend? Well, I was were away. Oh, you I was away for most of the weekend, so that's why. Where'd you go? I went to my friend Erica's parents' beach house. <gasps> Ooh. In Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Ooh. Was in a club called what the Osprey right. or whatever, it's some Jersey Shore club. And of course, I'm like hammered out of my mind. And then people come up to me like, "Are you Corinne Fisher?" <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. They're like, I can't believe you're here. I'm like, I'm from Jersey. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I'm here all the time. What Fuck are you, you guys. Talking about? I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, you texted me that as I was laying in bed after uh, making s'mores around a campfire. Oh wow, Man, nature, nature. Yeah, yours, give me some. Yeah, I was just walking around a lot, playing uh, arcade games, eating candy apples. Sounds great. Just you know, I ate too many f- brownies, and now I haven't pooped for a long time. So you regular know. brownies? Or yeah, pop? Oh, not not pop brownies. Oh, okay. like actual like Betty Crocker. Ooh, oh, so good. Brownies are delicious. If they weren't so goddamn delicious. Maybe I wouldn't have eaten them all. Yeah. No, I mean I just went balls to the wall, just eating pizza, just octopus chopped up. Wow, That's you fucks with octopus? Yeah, we were, I was with I was with Italian family, and I'm Italian. So. Oh yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, we just eat octopus. I'm it's, very, it's very tasty. I'm sure a lot of people eat it. I just can't get past the fact that it's an octopus. Right. Well, I don't know why. Why does that mean I don't eat? I, it grosses me out for no reason. It's I hate my the walls I put up around myself surrounding food. Right. Well, I can't eat lamb because I think a lamb chop. Yeah, I don't eat lamb either. Because I think of a cute little lamb that I want to be my best friend. And then that lamb gets slaughtered and put on my plate. Horrible. But then we're totally fine with eating birds. Though. I know. It's shitty. Chicken? Fuck chicken. Fish, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, fish don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they, they like do, it. Though. Yeah, they love they love <laughs> fish like getting murdered. What are you talking <laughs> they about? They love being gutted alive. What are you talking about? They're fine with it. Speaking of music, um, all the music that you guys hear on Guys We Fucked is created by people who listen to the podcast and we are very we are hashtag blessed to have a very talented group of listeners uh if you have a band and your band's good or your friend has a band and they're good email uh steven my boyfriend he picks all the music uh the email address is gwf podcast music at gmail.com if uh and uh send us some streaming links to your stuff and uh yeah that's all the music featured on the podcast are uh fucker made so and then if you're ever curious about the song that you hear scroll down to the description of that week's podcast and the artist and a link to their songs are there fyi (laughs) come see us live do it um so uh we're gonna be in toronto canada guys for toronto just for laughs that's thursday september 22nd at 9 p.m that show is a live recording of guys we fucked and they have individual tickets available for that particular show then uh friday september 23rd at midnight it's guys we fucked the experience Experience. which is our live show (laughs) our live show i gotta say it's real good it's fun. It's so much fun. Well, I mean, it better people better have fun for how fucking tired I am after we do it. <laughs> I'm like crippled after. We're tired because of the fun. That's how we know it's fun. And also maybe it's not the show to do in heels, but that'll never change. Yeah, um, and then on Wednesday, September 28th, uh, the Comedian Project happens at the Standing Room. Myself and Katie Hannigan. Tickets are uh, $5 with the code SEX. That's the show where we don't do jokes about uh, dating relationships or sex. And it's the day before my birthday. So, you know, no pressure. And then on Corinne's birthday, Thursday, the... Wait, isn't your birthday the 28th? No, 29th. Fuck. Yeah, it's a Thursday 29th. Okay. Um, Corinne will be celebrating 
her birthday, but I will be with Wendy Starling at Zinc Bar in the West Village, 82 West 3rd Street, uh, doing our monthly show Glamour Puss at 7.30 p.m. Uh, link for tickets to that is in the description of this podcast. Uh, 21 and up, come party, we get weird. It's a rager. <laughs> and then the following night, uh, Friday, September 30th at 11.15 p.m., it's Not Show Bitches at New York Comedy Club, the monthly show that I do with Blair Saki. Super fun, $10 tickets when you use the code Nacho. That club is actually 16 and up, but just like don't, Hell yeah. don't you know, obviously if you're 16, get drink a soda, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> don't be an asshole. <laughs> and then New Orleans. We are here uh, on uh, October 12th at 8 p.m. for the Hell Yes Fest. Uh, that's a live podcast recording of Guys We Fucked happening at 8 o'clock. All ages and tickets start at $25. You can go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours to get links to uh, ticket links for all of our shows that we're doing together. Yeah, and if you didn't hear what we said, we post all this information in the description on SoundCloud for easy access speaking of easy access CISO is on demand streaming comedy anywhere anytime it's a new ad free streaming television service that's curated to bring you all the good shit in one place and isn't that all we want is all the good shit in one place on CISO you can watch new original series such as Harmon Quest with Dan Harmon one of the funniest people alive quotable classics like Saved by the Bell and 30 Rock and late night comedy shows like Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. And then you got stand up specials from comedians that you've seen on this podcast, like Big J. Okerson, and ones that maybe one day you'll hear on this podcast, like Wyatt Snack. If you want to come on, I would really love to interview you. Um, it's a mere $3.99 per month. But if you uh, want a 30 day free trial, just go to CISO.com now. That's S E E S O.com. They'll give you 30 days for free. And after that, you can pay $3.99. CISO. <laughs> Ugh, sorry, CISO. Loving it. All right, let's read some fucker mail. Uh, this email is entitled, Is it okay to reach out to my ex if I'm suicidal? So obviously I was like, oh, this is one for me. This is this is one I'm going to read. Corinne. <laughs> uh, so then the first paragraph is obviously about how great we are. And it goes, <laughs> my situation <laughs> now is a series of red flags that I've been ignoring for a while. I'm an extremely high functioning anorexic with a slew of anxiety and depression issues. Currently, the anxiety manifests Fests in focusing on the fact that I could die at and die at any minute. I thought it said diet, and I was like, "Well, it seems like you are. You're already dying, um, or a loved one." And the depression manifests in wondering if I would try to stop it. In my case, I've always had suicidal. I, uh, ideation issues, which for me means having a preoccupation with wondering what it would be like rather than wanting to go through with it. Well, I think a lot of us think about the, what it would be like. Yeah, what it would be like. That's can't different. say I haven't done that a bunch <clears throat> of times. Uh, I've been struggling with anorexia since I was 12, so a little over a decade, my longest relationship. But the past few weeks, I've uh, been obsessed with my food, restricting it. And tonight I purged for the first time in a year. And the past few weeks, my mortality obsession has gone through the roof. It's exacerbated by the fact that three people I know have died in the past month and two were very unfortunate suicides. Mm. Watching my friends grieve those losses, I find myself obsessing about suicide all the time to the point where I'm concerned what is just ideation and what 
is interest. That combined with my new food obsession is no good. I can recognize that I'm in a bad place, but I can't go and see my therapist for a month. I'm working 12 hour days, seven days a week for the entirety of fashion month. The one person who can calm me down when I get like this is my ex. We ended things very amicably, broke up because he moved to Europe two months ago after dating for a year and still talk occasionally, including him turning to me with his problems. He's always told me that he wants to be my first call with stuff like this, but I don't know if it's emotionally manipulative to do so. My friends are super supportive, but I always feel like I talk in circles and I don't know what to say. And it ends up with me feeling more shame and regret rather than peace. I remember once on your podcast, or it may have been Dan Savage. I'm so sorry if it is. Well, that's a compliment to us. Thank you. Maybe a knock to Dan. Yeah, um, probably knock to him, but that's okay. <laughs> that people sometimes use mental health or exaggerate its severity to keep people in the relationship or at least involved. My question is, is it ever okay to reach out to an ex? Is it ever not emotionally manipulative to do so? Am I finding or creating excuses to talk to this person I love and miss? He's a great guy and I love him a lot. So I don't want to ruin his new European life or have him think I'm using my condition to keep him in mind. He's just the person I know would be able to talk me down before things get worse. I'm not sitting on a blade or anything. I just know myself and my illness well enough to know I'm on a bad and dangerous path. Again, love the podcast. Hope this sentiment doesn't sound trite after unloading my problems, but you guys are truly the baddest of bitches keep doing this blah 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 and she uh, included a pic and said pps i may be anorexic but i'm still a narcissist (laughs) i'm a girl girl. there you go there you go girl Um, send us that picture girl (laughs) so i mean this is an interesting i i certainly am familiar with uh emotional manipulation uh because in my previous when i was going through my breakup with frank i mean i would just find any reason to talk to him like i remember just the other day i was thinking about when i got my laptop like i'm a grown woman i know how to fucking buy a laptop by myself but like i pretended that i like didn't so that i've done that too yeah so that he could come and help me and that was certainly but he did the same thing like i remember he wanted to send gifts to his agents and he didn't know. And like the answer is always like wine. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol. Like, like the answer is always wine. Unless uh, someone isn't like is an alcoholic and has told you <laughs> in that case, wine. Yeah. yeah. And Whiskey. even then they can regift it. Yeah. Um, but he like, you know, messaged me about it. So we would just keep creating reasons to talk to each other. But I think there's a difference between creating a reason just to talk to someone and actually needing someone. I mean, if you broke up amicably it's and you still talk, it seems totally fine to reach out. I think you're putting up all of these reasons why it wouldn't be good for you to do it that I don't really agree with. Right. Like, you know, when people put up walls for themselves and they put up obstacles for themselves. Well, well, she she just I seems, don't think you seem like a person who has a lot of restrictions for yourself just in your in whole general. life. Like you like to control your life and set up these boundaries that you have decided in your head that are good for you. But obviously you're not because you're anorexic and that and and being being so anal about food is never good. I mean, that's like, even if you don't have anorexia, there's actually time, like sometimes like uh, I'll do my fitness pal, which is just like an app where you count your calories, but Mm -hmm. every now and then I'll get too obsessed with it. And then I stop doing it because it's like, when you start obsessing about what you're putting in your mouth, you got to fucking stop. Yeah. There's a difference between being on a diet and taking care of yourself and knowing, and then like food should never feel like 
a chore. The enemy. <laughs> You're the enemy. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, so you got to be really cognizant of that. And I know just, just like we're in the entertainment business, super hard place to be a woman with a body. Just any oh, woman yeah. with any type of body, uh, fashion, which you said you're in, I'm sure it's just even worse, probably. <laughs> also, yeah, fashion week, blah, 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 12 hour days. Make time for yourself and your health. And I would take a half day or a day off and see your therapist. I wouldn't go a month. I mean, I think that your mental and emotional health is way more important then whenever fucking fashion job you're doing right now, and that might be an escape or it's something you really love to do. And that's great, but you have to take time for yourself. Jesus Christ. Don't let that be an excuse. I would talk to the, the ex. I don't think that's emotionally manipulative at all. I don't Unless either. I'm missing something. And because you guys, he knows you really well. He knows, uh, you know, the depths of your soul, right. so to speak. So he's going to be a good person, especially if he told you beforehand Hey, call me with this kind of thing. I'm happy to talk to you. That's not, you're not using each other. And I think you're afraid of using him just maybe because you care about him a lot and you've never want to do that. But I don't think you're doing that, man. Yeah, I don't girl. think it's manipulative. I just, I do think you have to be careful though of convincing yourself that there is only one person on the entire planet who can handle this problem or who I can talk to about this. Yeah. I feel like you just need, especially when you break up with someone, you need, you need to find someone else. Like, so that That's it's true. more importantly, so that person doesn't become a crutch because if he's in Europe, yeah, it's just dangerous. Like that person for whether it's because you break up be because that person dies, you just never know when someone's going to leave. And so you can't, you have to, it, part of this has to be like you understanding yourself better and you understanding why you feel this way, why you're obsessed with your mortality and your eating. Obviously, like you recognize that there is some kind of mental illness going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's why therapist is the perfect person to talk to because they're a person who's fully equipped to deal with something like that. And it's, but yeah, reach out to your ex. It's fine. If it's between, between you, you going to kill yourself and you interrupting his European vacation, like interrupt it. But there's also a way to go about it where you approach him, you message him calmly, not dramatically. Yeah. Not like, Oh, I'm going to kill myself. Call me back. Just be like, Hey, I know you're in Europe. Just give me a call back. Kind of important when you can. Yeah. Something We'd like really that. really appreciate talking to you. Yeah. Right now. Just need. Yeah. Something like that's that. That's all you got to do. It doesn't have to be. It's that's It's not manipulation. Just be careful putting yourself in a, a space where there's only one person who you feel like can you can talk to. That's true. Because then what if he moves to Uruguay and never <laughs> talks to anybody again? And you, you know, you need, you know. That can't be your only person to go to. Yeah. Give the other people in your life the benefit of the doubt and and stop like I feel like you're making decisions about how other people feel about you before they've even said expressed that to you. Like, oh, uh, that's how what I was trying to say. You articulated yeah. it way better. Yeah. So that's that. We agree. <laughs> the subject line of this email, my not so anal wife. Hey, girls. I love the show and have been a long time fucker. I wish you guys could put out even more episodes. Well, we'll make an announcement about that next week. Okay, so bear with me as I explain my situation. It may turn out to be multiple questions. My wife and I have been together for going on eight years now, and things are and always have been great. We are one of those couples that other couples tend to be very jealous of just because we get along so great and really are truly in love. In our early days of dating and even our first year of marriage, we had an unwritten but verbally discussed agreement that we had anal sex at least once every couple of weeks. I worked... <laughs> 
You give each other's anal eyes. I was like, was that in the vows? <laughs> I swear to give you anal sex at least once a week. I worked her, uh, I worked her into this slowly and gently as I had issues fitting. Well, yeah. <laughs> After a while, she seemed to start initiating it part of the time and she really liked it. Then a few years ago, she just all of a sudden, practically overnight, stopped wanting it. We went about two years without it until I started explaining to her how much it means to me. It is literally my favorite sexual pleasure of all time. It's extremely hard to explain just how much I love it. In fact, I started playing with my own ass in those two years. She wouldn't let me have hers. I found it extremely pleasurable to play with my own and even bought my wife a strap-on to try out pegging. When she opened it, she looked at me as if I were gay. I put it out. I put myself out there and got shot down. I threw it away later and we never used it because I couldn't bring myself to bring it up again. Mm. Now it's been a couple years since that happened and we've had we've had anal sex a couple times since. However, I'd really like to get back on track with our old schedule. I feel like I'm much more sexually explorative than my wife. Do you have any suggestions on bridging the gap? Also, I've never cheated and have very strong feelings against it, but would it be seriously wrong to find someone to peg me if my wife won't? Just just try it. It's an odd thing to think about. Uh, please don't use my name. We won't. Um, this was an interesting... First of all, the wife looked at you like you were gay because you got a strap on? That's so lame. It's so... That's so... It's almost... I mean, this is a com- comedy term, but I think it's very appropriate. That's so hack, dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's so hack. Um, there's many reasons why a, a a person, a woman, a man cannot want anal anymore. I know that's pretty much what happened with me and Steven. Because I was like, yeah, anal, whatever. And I did like it. Mm-hmm. And then it came to a point where I, the, the time I went to the ER afterwards, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to bother with it because it hurt. Kind of left a damper on it. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I used to be more into anal, too. I'm kind of like, you know what? It hurts. And and also, I think when we interviewed, it was a long time ago. It might have been Nico because he's Dominican. But he was like, white girls give it up way sooner than other girls that he had been with. And I yeah, was like, and I, and I thought about that time where like the first time I ever did anal sex was with him because I kind of was like, yeah, you want to do this? And the fact that he was so like, you let me do that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be part of it. Also, uh, that's really, I would talk to your wife more about it though, because for I don't, I don't know if she looked at you like you were gay because you had a strap on. That's something that I would have a more in-depth conversation about because just because you also, want a strap on, a- that's not gay. It's it's you want to st- men have orgasms in their asshole. It's called a peace spot orgasm. I've seen a man, i.e. Steven, have one. It's the most incredible fucking thing I've ever encountered in my life. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm serious. It's well, a beautiful thing. But also, like, what is looking at you like you're gay even look like? I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, yeah, I guess like just kind of like like uh, what the fuck. But I was also like I think you know butt stuff societally is considered homosexual or so lame. for women, and it is lame. But I don't think it, maybe just, she looked at at him the way like a a guy with his girlfriend in a vibrator. Like, oh, do you not need me anymore or something? Or is that something that you like better? I just think you need to talk to her about it and be like, oh, this is just something that. F- feels good it has i mean it has nothing to do with being gay it has to do with pleasure like yeah maybe you're get you're gay for pleasure (laughs) 
in that case so am i yeah we're all gay for pleasure um yeah but that was a little like oh you should talk to her more about that because that's that's so close-minded yeah of course but i mean as far as like i mean i don't think just because your wife doesn't want to do this one thing that you want to do gives you the freedom to go out and get pegged by somebody else like that's not the agreement you made like if you but i would i think it's worth bringing up because that indicates how strongly you want that to happen and i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah bring it up but at the same time like sometimes it uh, that's what a marriage is there's compromise and sometimes after you agree to get married your partner's not going to want to do some things you that you want to do and you just have to deal with that yeah that's what you that's what you signed up for yeah i would i would i would i would i would try the pegging thing again with her maybe re word it like you do what you want with my body and you can use this. But also, I mean, overnight, I feel the coupon. Happy Valentine's Day. Like not even like being gay, but some sometimes for me, what would I wouldn't like about someone asking me, I would feel like the masculine one. That's why I what I like most about the prospect of pegging and why I want to do it with Steven. Right. But you're a lot. You're not. I'm very submissive in bed with you're him. also a lot less masculine in real life. I feel like than oh, I am. Yeah. yeah like I'm very like. Mistaken for a lesbian a lot Like right. you know that is more masculine And energy. so that to me I don't feel Sexy if I feel masculine So it could be something like that too Like true I really I mean I Wouldn't have a problem if James wanted To do butt stuff for him But I don't it wouldn't Really turn me on To put on a strap on and Stick it in his butt just because I would Feel like a man yeah and that's that's why that's how you feel. I don't I don't think there's any problems. I think but there's other ways to get anal simulation. Well, Steven has a, a sex toy called the Aneros. It's a P-spot simulator. Right. He puts it in how you could have sex, jerk off, whatever it is. I'm telling you, maybe maybe this might get your wife into back into wanting to explore more anal stuff is seeing her husband have this type of orgasm. I don't know if the person who wrote us in has ever had that before. It is Like, you know, those guys like Steven's one of those guys. I've dated a lot of those guys who just love when women come, love making women come. Now I get it. After seeing Steven have that P-spot orgasm, I'm like, oh, my God, that is the hottest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so hot. And it like opened me up to like appreciating male sexuality more. I don't know how how else to put it, but um, I would try that. And you can even just masturbate in front of her with that in. I don't know. I mean, you got to try stuff. You got to find out what works for you. And like, I think it's like, yes, we should be open. But I do want to be like, you know, there's just some things she doesn't want to do. She doesn't want to do it. You either don't want to do or just for some reason, like they don't turn you on and even like gross you out a little bit. And it doesn't mean that you're not like an open minded person. Just sometimes you can't explain it. Yeah. You're just like, oh, this I, this just doesn't do it for me. And I'm not really sure why. Well, that's exactly how I feel about anal sex with Steven. Now. Like, I just don't I'm not interested in it at all. Yeah. I don't even want a finger up. Maybe a finger. Maybe. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. I did, but yeah. now I don't. And things go through phases and it's fine. And when someone stops liking something, then find something new. There's a million things to do. And what if you guys had a three? I don't know if you guys have ever had a three way before, but what if you proposed a three way? Someone and, could peg you in that. And then someone could peg you. And then your wife could be, you know, off doing her own thing or with you guys. I don't know. I, I It's worth bringing up. You gotta have a discussion about it. <laughs> the worst that can happen is she's like, no. Yeah. And then you have to respect her choice. Yeah. With yeah. that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I have to stand my ground on that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, Our guest. <laughs> oh, I love him. We've been wanting to have him on the podcast for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's a stand-up comedian. He is one of the 
few uh, male comedians that I've seen, at least in the New York comedy scene, that just like have the best things to say about certain women's issues. Like when other comedians always chime in on whatever's happening that week. He always has something he, that and you're like, oh, I wish I would have thought of I that. I know. He's amazing. He, I think he is a wonderful example of a feminist who's a dude. Yes. And he was, and he's a writer for Inside Amy Schumer. Yeah. And he just wrote on the Rob Lowe roast, Comedy Central roast, killing it in the comedy scene. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mike Lawrence. Well, as a young wife, she can go downstairs to see the world exactly as she's changed her life. Well, I can go downstairs to see the world exactly as I wanted to. I wanted my Oh, so good to, to see you and have you on this podcast. Oh, thanks. I feel like out of all the comedians in New York, especially the male ones, you're like the most feminist male comedian in terms of like, <laughs> I believe women when they say things yeah. and don't mock and make fun of them. Well, what 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 do you attribute that to? Um, A couple of things. I mean, yeah, I've written for a lot of women. Um, It's funny because like, you know, I, I do the roast battle stuff and... I never felt I was a feminist until I roast battled women. And <laughs> because when you watch that show, people just call them like it's there's two types of ways women are often roast battled. They're either whores and they fucked everyone mm-hmm. yes. or they're virgins and they're going to die alone. Well, I mean, I prude. I, I like yeah. to roast and every time I'm roasted, I just prepare myself that I'm going to be called fat, ugly and a whore when only no. one of those three things is true. No. <laughs> so I just yeah. And it's and I feel like do you do you feel the way like I feel like their jokes with men are like very are varied, whereas with women, it's almost 90 percent aesthetic. Like it's yeah, so much about a lot of looks. that. And, and I think it's like when you actually just treat women like people and you write about the things that personally bother them. (laughs) It's crazy how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's so much, I was like, you're missing so much bad parts about my personality. If you're just concentrating on (laughs) my looks. Yeah. I've rose battled women and they'll just come up to me and they're like, thanks for not just calling me a slut five jokes in a row. Yeah. Doing the research and shit. I, I, that, and I mean, yeah, my mom was a comic. So it's like any, any shit that you guys go through now, she went through. You know, even worse, probably because she's 80s, a comedian, yeah. and there was no, there was no, there's no Facebook groups to protect her. Oh my god! You know, but people, you know, and she, <laughs> she did it in Florida where everyone's just awful to everyone. <laughs> Anyways, but it was like, are you ready to see some pussy? And you know, like at comedy shows, and oh, I believe it, yeah, and just harassment and shit like that. So. You Did know, she face a lot of that? Like, do you remember any yeah. stories she's told you about times when? Yeah, she different was things, like and you know, guys want to fuck her. Um, <laughs> after, you know, while she was married and things like that. Um, you know, she's super hot, huh? I could all, all I'll say is some very successful headliners could have been my stepdad. Whoa, <laughs> neato. Yeah. Thanks, hot mom. Yeah. 
Thanks, thanks for going with Bob. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for going with a guy who couldn't help my career. Uh, <laughs> way, to, way to think of you first. Way, way to leave my, uh, my drunk, abusive dad and just go to someone who loved you instead of someone who could have helped me 25 years later. Yay. You selfish. No. Uh, selfish <laughs> jerk. Think of the children. <laughs> did she raise you? Uh, did she try to instill a mentality in you that, like, respect women? My dad yeah. did that to my brother. Well, that and just, you know, hearing those stories growing up, I was like, I don't want to fucking be that asshole, you know? And I and I see it now, you know, and I, I think... I think in some ways it's it's getting better, but it'll never get better, you know? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like there's a line at the end of the tunnel. No. But then you, I always think of the fact that I love being in a male-dominated field because it makes you different, that you're, yeah. you're a girl. That's one thing that makes you stand out before you get to the stage that is just luck. I mean, it's, you didn't do it on purpose. Well, it's good and it's bad. Like, the, the, the bad is, like, that the uh, industry, like, wants women immediately... But then they tell them they're not ready after looking at them a year in, you know, so they don't get as much time to develop. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it's almost to the benefit of like women starting out to kind of hide (laughs) for a little bit (laughs) and not want you don't want to be discovered so soon. Yeah, they're like, well, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, because if you blow it, you're fucked. 23 year old has been. No MTV two for you. Exactly. And comedy is the yeah. one career where the older you are, yeah, yeah. the more seasoned you are, the better of a comedian you are. But then no one wants yeah, to yeah. see an ugly, fat, fucking yeah, yeah. wrinkly face on yeah. TV. If you're you a stumbled chick. that mm-hmm. joke, maybe maybe we'll use you for spinster code in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. when your ovaries wither like your punchlines already have. A rump, pump, pump, pump. Exactly. Yeah. That, and you you wrote for Inside Amy Schumer this past yeah. season. Mm-hmm. That's a, I. That's one show I've heard. I don't know. I think I've talked. We might have talked about on the podcast before but someone was telling me they were an intern at comedy central way back years ago and they were going around asking people if they thought amy schumer was attractive they were like going to the interns Mm. just kind of showing her a picture before anyone really knew who she was i'm like what the fuck does that have to do with it oh yeah ralphie may's on tv because he's hilarious no one cares what he looks like yeah and i mean and it's funny like like you look at like Lisa Lampanelli and like oh yeah she, she lost weight. yeah and it like actually hurt her in ways right like, mm-hmm. well because that know? was that was kind of like part of who she was and yeah. she's like you know I have the well fatty can make fun of anyone but right. you know you're, <laughs> right. you're skinny now you obviously care about yourself and now you're gonna make fun of me I don't think so like yeah. it's it's this weird thing <laughs> yeah well I love that with Inside Amy Schumer like the sketches are very feminist oriented just in that it's about it kind of exposes problems that women have in such a cunning way oh yeah it's amazing fuck you way i love it so much and there's a lot of men on the writing staff there are makes me oh there's not no no it's it's mostly women oh okay it's the it's one of the only shows that is it's one of the best shows ever and no one else has tried to do that it's the fucking stupidest thing in the world to me. There's a uh, there's three male writers. Oh, that's it. There's only three. Yeah, and uh, and I was I was one of them. Yeah. So I was added season four. So I think they're, and then the EP kind of you know Dan like overlooks things and and adds some things. So if you want to count four, you can. <laughs> um, but then you know there's like five like six or seven amazing women. Oh, like, nice. And that's seven like. And, and the head like, writer is a woman. Yeah, the head writer, Jessie. you know, uh, Amy's sister, this woman, Tammy Sagar, is in oh, that movie, Don't her. Think Twice. Yep. She's brilliant. Yep. Brilliant. 
unbelievable. Uh, Christine Nangle, um, Claudio Doherty. Like, so they... Powerhouse. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Damn. So there must be, like, a lot of, like, cat fighting, you know? That's no. everyone. Yeah, they all, like, rip each other's hair out. No, There's it's... a lot of screaming over boys. Here's the thing. It's an oasis of, like, everyone who was, like, the only woman at some of their other jobs. Right. And, and they're, they're like, like, finally. Yeah, and they're like, we're never going to create a shitty environment. We're going to have the best. It was like, it was the best job ever. Um, And I mean, it was great writing with them. Like, I love being in places where I'm not the best, where I have yeah, to work harder. Yeah, that's and how you that's, learn. I mean, that was definitely one of them. I mean, because it, it's insane. And yeah, the way that they treat each other, it's it's perfect. And the main thing about that show that makes it, the best is that anytime you pitched a sketch even if it was really funny amy would always say but what are you actually trying to say like oh that's what's good. the point of this and you had to you kind of had to have that ready yeah mm-hmm. you know it's like we well, need that to shows when you watch the show oh yeah yeah because they all have a very poignant message and that's the thing like when you look at like the rise of her success and everything because i think that's i mean maybe it's like dane cook 10 years ago Kevin Hart, kind of, and her. Yeah. Yeah. She's on the cover of. Well, hers feels feels bigger because it's kind of last. Right. Right? (laughs) Well, and it's also, I think Dane Cook was just Dane Cook, whereas Amy Schumer is like kind of the leader of this women in comedy thing that's happening. Yeah. Well, it's the thing of like, you you know, to to quote Spider Man, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and with more success that she's gotten, she's used that to say things and she's used that for platforms and shit like that. Yeah. And a lot of people when they get famous, they just buy houses and, you know, Porsches and stuff. And she's like, I'm gonna talk about how guns are awful and how women are mistreated you Mm -hmm. know that's so nice and i love that she because it it is important you know i i guess for me i don't realize it until i see it how important it is to have oops a young brash female stand-up comedian on the cover of glamour on the cover of vogue it means the first one at msg the first woman ever at msg that was incredible (sighs) it just makes me feel this like uh, indescribable joy in my heart of like explosions of happiness because you do need to see it to to make the world go see this is a thing that happens and it's happening and this is the person you see in the limelight. Well, that's There's a the lot thing, yeah. more of us. Every time you guys go on stage, it's not, you know, like, and if it doesn't go well, women aren't funny. Like the pressure right. that every single woman <laughs> I, with oh, microphone I feel has. We carry the weight yeah. of our entire gender every time we fuck up. It's yeah, so yeah. annoying. Yeah. I was at a show yeah. yesterday with like, you know, it's a club show and there was like yeah. maybe 20% filled. I'm headlining bombing just for 15 minutes straight (laughs) and i was just like wow everyone's gonna leave now because i'm the only woman on this lineup and they're gonna be like women aren't funny that's the thing if i bomb they're like fuck this fat hipster nerd but (laughs) but zach galifianakis is still great (laughs) why aren't you zach galifianakis yeah yeah yeah. but it's that pressure that yeah that that's put on you that you don't get to choose which sucks i know do you ever get i feel like it's really popular and i'm guilty of doing it myself and I kind of want to try and stop and build an awareness around it, but just shitting on straight white men. Just like, every, it's like so hack almost now to be like, well, you're just a straight white guy. What do you know? Yeah. I you mean, know some things. <laughs> like, you are an example of a straight white man that is a wonderful, good person who like has morals and I mean, stands they're shitty, up for There's shitty people in every group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the worst of us is the worst. You know? it, is, <laughs> like, it is. I mean, there is that, like, I mean, God, like, 
as a as a straight white man, there are moments <laughs> like mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like yeah. The, tell us about your struggle. I mm, mean. <laughs> Those like the Bernie dudes at the DNC where you're like, you are fucking ruining this for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You're the worst. You lost. Yeah. Just go home. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You know, you're just, ah, shut up. Everyone hates you. Yeah. yeah. There's a Dave Matthews band concert. Fetch, fetch. (laughs) (laughs) Though I would be at that concert probably. I know. (laughs) And even their their music's great, but they're fans ruin it. (laughs) I know. I hate that. Yeah. It's like NASCAR. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right, guys? Now so funny. Wait, so wait, I'm surprised to even hear you say that, but overjoyed um, to hear you make fun of Bernie Sanders supporters. But were you were you originally a Bernie guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured, okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm a comic book fan. I'm a yeah. fan of fictional heroes. <laughs> the real world happens. No, I mean, and I do jokes on stage, you know, how we have to settle for Hillary and, you know. That it's, uh, I'm going to vote for Hillary with the same excitement I get when I tell my stepdad I love him, you know? <laughs> like, right. Oh, okay, right, So right. there is, there is some do. of that, like, but that's also, like, there is that, like, let's see her as the person she is. And, like, yeah, it is kind of settling. But with the Bernie thing, it's like, yeah, I wanted him in the primaries. He didn't win. But the other side is so much more terrifying right. that it's like it is that thing like you just gotta fucking grow up and make sure this doesn't happen yeah well i think i think people are just confused and they're just like we're this these are two evil people i'm like no, no what what are you talking about i'm like That's one different. is very fully equipped to be president and the other yeah. one is just a rich dude <laughs> like what yeah. i feel a like i'm going crazy who like i think <laughs> you know like this was on his bucket list this is just like <laughs> yeah a fun thing he can do he's and- ran before but no one attention to it yeah. years ago it was like bathe in gold and then run for president i'll well, do that <laughs> and that's the you know that's the internet like the internet gives everyone a voice and it's worked in a lot of ways it's allowed you know women and minorities to fucking you know call out rapists and like defend themselves and actually get shit done um in ways that they couldn't even have before but it's also allowed the Trump assholes on the other side to feel like they matter. And it's allowed people who want to just shit on Leslie Jones to feel like, they matter, you know, but just the war, like it, it, Horrible. you know, you get, you get the best and worst of pure freedom of speech. But it's so mm-hmm. clear to me, I guess probably as a result of achieving minor internet popularity yeah. that when someone shits on you that hard, it's mm-hmm. just cause they hate themselves. Like that's, I can't get past that. Uh, like that's why I don't get mad it's just more annoyed like come on dude we all I see what you're doing it's so yeah. obvious well that's the funny thing with like feminism and all that like uh, the thing that broke my nerddom this year was the <laughs> Ghostbusters movie like- right oh no <laughs> I, I didn't know there was a screen that we could see the people yeah. how do I turn that down uh, forever uh, whatever <laughs> I didn't know there was a screen either okay yeah. anyway. that's Aww. cool well we'll just Edit this out. <laughs> the, the screen from like 1993. That's creepy. Go on. Yeah, you could see Montel Jordan in there. <laughs> but when he was successful. Fucking wish. <laughs> no, um, yeah, but the the Ghostbusters uh, movie broke my nerd. I had a nerd podcast that I I got rid of, like, and I still feel like a proud nerd. But it was just like, man, you fucking people like ruin this. Like, yeah, just the, the what are the worst hate. things that you've read or have overheard about the Ghostbusters cast being I mean, like I said, I'm on, you know, I'm on Twitter uh, with the tag writer for Inside Amy Schumer. So I I get shit. (laughs) Really? 
Some who gives you shit for that? You know, like when I defend, I like I defended the you know female Ghostbusters, and you know how and, dare what you? an asshole. And and of course you write for Schumer, blah blah blah. It's and it's like the fucking MRA garbage. Uh, uh. But it's those. But but the thing that broke me about it was just one. It's the most hated video ever. The most disliked video on YouTube ever is that trailer. Real, and they're really? proud of it. They're oh yeah, the most. Is the Ghostbusters trailer? Yeah, just women fighting ghosts. And I, oh, you know what? I saw guys. the opening night. I thought it was really fun. I, I did. The one problem I had with it was I thought they spent too much money on it. You didn't need the finale. Um, <laughs> and that's why it's not going to make its money back. Um, but I thought, like, the character moments were great. Um, the Ghostbusters 2 is a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. So it's like you're fighting for this thing that you even know isn't the most perfect thing in the world. I know. Just, and, and it was a bummer because after I saw it, I liked it. It wasn't yeah. as amazing as I had it in my head. But yeah. I was like, God damn it. I did the same thing as you did, Corinne. Everyone's going to blame it on the women. But, well, but and, also, I've, I mean, this is I know this is going to offend you, Mike, but like, I don't think the original Ghostbusters was not good. No, it's fine. <gasps> what it's did you not. Like, I mean, say? it was my ex-boyfriend's favorite movie. And I was like, yeah. really? Have you seen like Casablanca? Blanca? Like Blanca? Casablanca. Is that Casablanca? Is that Casablanca with Blanca from Street Fighter? <laughs> exactly. I would love that. Uh, I was like, what? Yeah. I don't know. Have no, you seen, it's like, not. It's the not Wizard the, of Oz. Like, it, there's other good, better movies. Oh, that's the thing. It's not. The, have you seen the films of Gene Wilder? R.I.P. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not the greatest thing ever. It's like it's a comedy, but it's there's not that. I'm talking the original one. There's not that many funny moments in it. it but it's that thing of you like it because it's yours. Yeah. Right now you're afraid that your thing. It it literally is Has the gun. In it. It's the gun issue. You're afraid that people are going to take your thing. And now it's not yours anymore. And I mean, you look at Schumer and the amount of hate that she's gotten in the last year. And there's a direct correlation between that and her talking about the guns and, you know, guns as dicks and all of that. Well, oh, people, like, dude, guns people is don't like entertainers, yeah. especially women talking about anything other than what it what it is we think but they're this supposed is specific, to be doing. I think the gun thing hits a certain type of asshole in a way that other things don't. We're like, you think that you can... People are very sensitive about their guns. Even I've posted things on Instagram and like listeners of this podcast have said some disturbing things. I'm like, is the only person who loves you your gun? I don't get what the whole butthurtness is about. I I just, I've just never heard an argument from somebody about why they should have a gun and then thought, man, that person should have a gun. It's just just never something that's Yeah, one, one, you don't think anyone needs a gun so you don't think that person yes yeah, especially that person i'm like i would oh, trust yeah. myself with a gun but i don't want a gun but then and when people like start screaming and like calling me names i'm like you're exactly the person who shouldn't should have, have a gun because if you had a gun i'd be dead right now we should be able to record our gun conversations with gun advocates and then use those to prevent them from getting background checks that's so <laughs> i mean i mean that idea. should be the background check like I mean, this is yeah. what are your last three pro gun facebook posts <laughs> Look, Read them out loud, please. Look, I get 49 gay people were murdered in Orlando, but you don't understand oh. how dangerous it is to live in Duluth. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm the perfect uh. example of someone who probably could own a gun and should not. Yeah. I have a horrible temper. Yeah. And I fucking, I, I would never, I've always yeah. thought after like an outburst that I've had, like, I don't have many of them. But I'm like, God damn, good thing I don't have a gun. Not that I've ever wanted to shoot somebody, 
I just you don't never need know. that. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> well, it's funny. I grew up joint custody. So one week I was at my mom's. One week I was at my dad's. My joint dad, custody life. Yeah. My dad didn't have a gun. Um, and my mom's, my, my stepdad did. And it was this weird, like, I always felt safer at the place without the gun. It wasn't like, there's much less of a chance. There's a possibility of getting shot in the place with a gun. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Now, question for you. You yeah. we get a lot of emails. So you're you're a nerd. Yeah. You're like an actual nerd. You're not yeah, yeah. somebody that's like, I'm such a nerd. No, like uh, you're no. fucking dig comic books, yeah, yeah. Batman. You're wearing a Batman shirt right now. Shirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm on brand. True <laughs> Mike Lawrence fashion. Um, the only non-character shirts I have are the ones I have to buy for TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's legit. Yeah. What what makes you love that world so much? And have you ever uh has it ever come in between you and somebody you wanted to date? Um, what I love about it, I mean, it is the escapism, you know, I was picked on. There is that, um, some of my first jerks were to superheroes. Uh, <laughs> Wait, like you which one? Superheroes? Oh, which yeah. ones? Um, which superheroes you jerk it to? Um, I used to read, there was a, a comic, ma- a comic, a magazine about comic books called Wizard. And, yeah. you know, this was the nineties when every single super uh hero female was like top heavy dude Even, they're all titties out man. oh it's 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 gross. all the pinball machines the yeah. women in them all their tits are out so yeah. hard it's almost impressive so um even like even like uh like mrs like uh the invisible woman had like in in the early 90s her costume was just like the four was like a boob window. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So you saw the yeah. cleavage. Yeah, it was oh. so weird. They were always very muscular boobs, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so you jacked it to cartoon boobs? Yeah, Witchblade. Uh, oh, Witchblade. Yeah, Gen, that's a good one. Gen 13's Fairchild. She was a redhead. Uh, where like the costume was like the top part of her body was like all covered like her boobs and everything but then it was just like legs like just, for days which it meant never it never makes sense the the uh woman in the bikini fighting crime right because all doesn't it get snagged on debris shit? and stuff yeah but i mean maybe it's easy it's like she's like a swimmer like it just makes her faster yeah you know? but when you're Less 13 close. you're like she's doing it for me <laughs> <laughs> she's impractical for me <laughs> thank you cheetah and wonder woman <laughs> Oh, Wonder Woman. But hey, yeah. that She-Ra. sounds more fun than jerking it to porn. Do you, do you, and less scarring. Do you know you know who invented Wonder Woman? Who? Please don't tell me a guy. It's this guy, William. Oh. Of course it is. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, it's definitely a guy. Damn it. No, it's the, one of the most fascinating things. And, and there's some kink in it. Um, William Masters uh, Moulton, I think his name is, or Marston or something. Um, he is the inventor of the polygraph test. Okay. And he wanted an inspiration for young women. And... He also, he was married to one woman, but then was also dating another woman that lived in their house and all that. And everyone was cool with it? I think so, yeah. That's dope. Okay, good setup. And, And early Wonder Woman, her weakness was bondage. That's how you could defeat her was just wrapping her in ropes and chains and stuff uh-huh. you know in a her, sexual way and her power is the lasso of truth you know she puts uh-huh. men in a she ties men up and then they have to be honest with her mm-hmm. oh that's so <laughs> that, fun that is, oh yeah and this is all in the 40s but it was like super fucking kinky <laughs> that is kinky wow yeah. okay yeah. I, I i hope her movie's good god damn it <laughs> um <laughs> But um, but yeah, so yeah, I I jerk to superheroes. Uh, I, I yeah, I like I like the escapism of it. You know, when you yeah, when you live in Florida, you want to wish you're anywhere else. <laughs> you want right. to be. Anything I hear that else. a lot. Gotham yeah. City. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, did you date a lot of nerdy girls or did girls treat you a certain way in middle school and high school because of this nerddom or did they appreciate it and like it? And yeah, I mean, the the first real relationship I was in, like I had like awkward kisses and stuff when I was in middle <laughs> school. But the first real relationship I was in, you know, lasted six years was this girl, Christine, and we never had sex. Not one. Six once. years together and never had sex. Yeah, yeah. And From what age to what age? Um, seventeen to you know about twenty three. Yeah. So wow. were you a virgin beyond twenty three? Um, I lost my virginity about a month later. Okay, you're yeah. like Christine. Christine's got to go. <laughs> Yo, yeah. bye, Christine. I gotta stick my dick at something. Maybe it was a couple. You know what? I think it was a couple months because, like, I remember a month after I talked to her and she, you know, because her whole thing when we started dating. She was like, um, I don't like the idea of someone inside me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Can I still yeah. hang out with you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> so that it's just purely that. It wasn't religion. It wasn't anything else other than I don't want a person inside me. I mean, I kind of like don't like the idea either. I get it. When I, get, I, I get Christy. When I first yeah, yeah. learned that sex involved <laughs> insertion, I was like, whoa, wait. Oh, I, I totally, I totally understand that me saying, you know, I was with a girl six years and didn't have sex. She immediately becomes the protagonist in that story. <laughs> <laughs> I get Well, so and you were totally cool with it. Did you guys do other things like mutual I, masturbation? It, it, well, it, it took like a long time. Like it took a year for the to touch the first boob. And then wow, a, a year to touch your boob. So were you just like friends who kissed before that? I mean, we were dating, you know, we sent like thing was like I usually would see her like once a week. We mm-hmm. talked on the phone all the time, which I feel like Aww. phone phone conversation is a dead art form. Oh, I used to be on the Great. phone for like hours yeah. when I was young. We yeah, are the last generation that will know what it's like to yeah. just everyone's in bed line. and oh yeah. Oh, I would have run up because we didn't have a cordless, so I ran it all the way up to my attic yeah. room, and I was like, "No one can hear me." Yeah, <laughs> and just my be secret off. world. Five hours on the phone with my James M. That's what yeah. I was doing. <laughs> well, my my first my first you know relationships like even before Christine were like on AOL. Like, yeah, oh, hell yeah! Oh my god, what was your screen name? Uh, Poetic Fifteen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so romantic! Yeah. Wow. And then, and then oh Poetic god. Eighteen when I oh. turned. 18. Juicy, po- yeah. poetic at any age. Now, oh, were yeah. you writing poems or were you? Oh, I did slam poetry for years. Ooh, okay. Really? Before I did comedy. Yeah. Do you remember any of your faves? Yeah, there was one called <laughs> "Confessions of a Bleeding Penis." Oh, and, mm, yeah. And I just remember the opening line was, "What things make you think to think the things that you think?" It was. <laughs> that is that is beautiful, Mike. <laughs> well, I did. I you know, and I met Christine at like a, a slam. slam poetry reading. Yes. Yeah. You guys have my favorite relationship. This is great. No, wait, no. I met her friend at one, and then I ran into her friend who was with Christine at a Specs. So What's none that? of the exactly none of this story <laughs> makes sense to young listeners. <laughs> Specs was the record store. Records uh, used to uh, be these things you listen to music on. Music was this thing that entertained people. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. So did, did you guys? Did, was there ever a point in your relationship with Christine uh, that you grew frustrated uh, over not uh, having intercourse? I'm just understanding, like, the kids listening are like, wait, before Drake, there was music? Uh, <laughs> no, um, guys, don't believe him. So, yeah, I no, I never heard, yeah. Um, what was your question? But Did you ever grow frustrated that Christine didn't want to have sex? You know what? I Only because of the pressure of everyone else, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tapping that? You hitting that? You know, my, my, my brother is, like, disgusting. <laughs> really? <laughs> Still is. <laughs> he will... 
<laughs> you will always make more money than me, but will never be happy. And it's the one thing I'll always have. Uh, wow. Wow. Deep seated family oh. competition. Love oh, yeah. it. Love it. I mean, so you guys just outwardly don't like each other, I'm guessing. Oh, no, no. We're friends. <laughs> to each other's face. <laughs> I'm the I'm the roast champ. That's how I talk he's about gross. people. Oh, which I love. He's he's gross to chicks. Is he gross to girls? In chicks. some ways, like well, his thing is like he's never fully happy. Like you know, they're always like 22. Oh, and <laughs> but he also has a kid. Oh, okay. You know, outside of the kids, he's fucking. <laughs> I was like, is his kid 22? No. <laughs> no, um, and it's like it's just tough for him to settle down in yeah. any way. He's a different kind of guy. Well, yeah. I mean, you seem kind of like I get the vibe that you're like a relationship guy. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. I was like you, you know, because I was like everyone doesn't have to settle down. It's not for everyone. I mean, for some people, it feels like they're in a room and they can't breathe. You know? Yeah, I got into stand up. Of course, I just want someone to say I love you over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> Give me all your love and affection, please, strangers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a couple months after you dated, what was the farthest you and Christine got? Like, did you? We tried jobs? once. We tried once, and she. She was like, you know, had the condom and everything. I remember she bought a 12 pack of condoms. Ooh. I was so nervous to buy the condoms. Why were you nervous to buy the condoms? I mean, one sex, because of the way that our relationship was and sex was this like weird taboo thing. Like that part of it was like, you know, icky to me. Icky. I I know. (laughs) I'm I'm bringing Nikki back (laughs) and yucky's coming with it. Um, So, so that part of it was, was odd to me. And, um, and I didn't like, I genuinely didn't want the cashier to have to think of me having sex. Wow. You know what? That's why I was afraid of buying. I was afraid of buying condoms when I was younger and tampons and pads. I'm like, everyone here is going to know that I have my period. Disgusting. Oh, self-checkout is a lifesaver. Ugly bleeding hoe. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. You you have to if you're going to use self checkout for condoms and pads and all that stuff, it can't be your first time doing it because you don't want to be the person that needs the guy to help Mm -hmm. you. Then you got to sit there with your period shit and then everyone for everyone to see. The joke is that you everyone when you're buying something like that, you always like buy a bunch of other things like decoy items like sneakers, bar, paper towel. I proudly purchased an enema Mm -hmm. at the CVS pharmacy cash wrap uh, yesterday and I was like, I don't care. I've purchased an enema. I got digestive problems, guys. I've never had problems buying like tampons for my wife or anything like that. You buy tampons for your wife? I was like, I've never asked anyone to buy me uh, sanitary products. It's so funny. I thought that only happened in tv shows oh no i mean what if like you're on your way home stuff and you're (laughs) you're in the supermarket anyway like make sure they're pearl no one likes cardboard applicators that's what i would say oh i i literally like oh i i I take a picture like is this what you want yeah because you don't want to be the guy who's got to get a refund on I would, I, just, be that I would just eat that eight dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't need to go back. Yeah. Send it. Send it to the prison. They don't have enough sanitary oh, products. And the homeless there. women don't have a lot of sanitary. Well, PSA, products. guys. Um. So, what was it like losing your virginity uh, after a six-year sexless relationship? I mean, it, it's funny. Like, I, 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 I say, like, uh, I, I didn't lose. I just threw it away. Like, I didn't care. Yeah, I was like, good. All right, you, sh- you know, it's a bigger deal than people. Yeah, or I, it's not as big of a deal as what people, people make it. Yeah, yeah. I like you know me and Christine, and it was just it was funny. Our last our last day together was um, <laughs> Jesus. That's oh, so I'm, I'm a dramatic mother. 
Oh, you're, you're surprised that the guy who loves comic books is overdramatic? Our last <laughs> day together. Previously <laughs> on Sexless. <laughs> so I remember, you know, we were like, let's try to spice up the relationship. <laughs> on your last day. <laughs> well, we didn't know it was our last day. Right. You know? And 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 uh, she brought like erotic dice. Okay, erotic dice. Yeah, yeah. and I ate her out through her jeans. That was the thing. Like through her jeans, you ate her out through her jeans. That yeah. is hard. Yeah. How? How? And whose decision was it to leave the jeans on? Did you? Did and you did ever lick her pussy? Don't you want to know what Uncle Cracker song was playing <laughs> as I did this? It was following me. No, no, I That's the only Uncle Cracker That's the song only I think one I know. We know. There's more than one. Follow me, everything is over. I'll eat you out through yeah. your jeans. I was just, I'm, I, did she come? Because I now I'm, I no. would be surprised that she came through her no. jeans and also to no, Uncle Cracker. A stripper did that once to yeah. me, and I almost came because it was very thrilling, but. I, you know, you're not usually supposed to get that close with them. That's yeah. why I was thrilled. No, yeah, she didn't come. She left. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just like this. What are we doing? I mean, because that was like she made the vagina this like mm. magical thing that it should have never had to have been like because I wasn't allowed to see it. I could touch it. Wait, yeah, it is magical, her- but it's it shouldn't be so mysterious. I you when you put your pussy on a pedestal like that, you yeah. can't enjoy it as much, you know. I'm, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm not one to like quote stand up bits, but if I do, I will say them. And I do mention this on stage because there's no better way to explain it. Her vagina literally did become like Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Never saw the mouth. <laughs> no, <laughs> just the tip of the hat. Wow. And Jesus. that you never uh I sought advice. <laughs> gave her not a hard time for it, but you never were like, no. dude. Well, that's nice. I mean, I don't know. If, if also, you would have, you know, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I mean, hmm, this, it's her body. Cause I would have been frustrated if my sexual partner wasn't. This whole time I was working at McDonald's. Oh, oh so, so you really couldn't say shit. <laughs> oh, that, well that um <laughs> not but, sure that that's what he was kidding. <laughs> but also but also the fact that I was just surrounded by so much white trash misogyny. You know, uh, I lived in a trailer park. You oh, know. word? Yeah, I went to school and like high school and, and college in South Florida. I worked at a fucking podunk McDonald's. So everything was, you going to fuck that? And, you know, just Ooh. this. And it turned me off. And I never wanted to be that person. You know, and, and there were even moments within it. Like, like, I, you know, maybe I was gay. I, I, I dated a guy for three weeks. You did? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because if you're surrounded by this hyper-masculine grossness of like the, these men that are saying like, you're going to fuck it. They don't get sex. They well, probably have not had enjoyable sex once in their lives. And this was towards the end of me with Christine. I was like, maybe I'll try this. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And How did uh, that go? Last three weeks. It was, I, 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 uh, did you I, hold hands? <laughs> hand jobs. Uh, hell yeah. That's, was it comforting? Cause it's like, oh, you got the same parts. You get it. That's as far as it went. Um, no, like he gave me the worst hand job ever. And oh, I, really? I broke up with him the next morning. And, oh. the, and this, cause I realized, like, you know what? Maybe I just don't enjoy this. But I felt really bad because I broke up with him the day after Thanksgiving. And it Black was so Friday. weird because no one knew like he he wasn't out. It was just like, this is my friend. Right. Mike. And <laughs> they made us sit at the kids table. So I think they knew. 
<laughs> oh, so you so you brought him to Thanksgiving? After? No, he brought me yeah, to his. With only three weeks in yeah. the relationship? Wow. Yeah, and we'd only, we'd only seen each other like four times. The thing is like, I, I've never driven a car. So, you know, dating there is like, yeah, you see the person not all the time. It's not right. like every single, I didn't, you know, I didn't start like dating someone where I saw them every day until like, you know, New York. Mm. Wow. Wait, have you still never driven a car? No. Whoa. Do you have any interest in it? Yeah. I, I'm, I, uh, I'm reapplying for my permit and stuff. Oh, okay. It's, uh, I have a disability in my hands, motor skill deficiency, so I can't oh, write I really well. I can't throw, there's no way to make it funny. I just have to live with it. So, um, I can't throw really well. I mean, what about jerking off? It, it hurts. It's like really? re- retard strength. Off? Huh? Yeah. Now, is that Very a word that, uh, well, I don't know what? what I was going with. Like, reach, like I don't know. I, we, Christina wanted to know if retard strength with is that, medical Can you term? say that because you've got a disability and I can't say that because I don't got a disability? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm an asshole. No, 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 you're not. And you're not at all. Yeah. I was just, I was rereading some of our, our old emails in our inbox. And I, there was, I just, I recently stumbled across one that was uh, talked about uh, us saying the word retarded and uh, being upset because this woman had a mentally challenged son. And I was like, I didn't, yeah. I, I wasn't thinking of your son when I yeah. said it. So that's just on my brain. But that's always what it is. That's, that's so... about that. It's not about you. It's just a fucking comedy. Exactly. Oh, exactly. yeah. Oh, step so... back. Oh, that was, I remember I, I did a joke on Last Comic Standing where it was, um where I talked about uh, Scar from The Lion King. And I was like, you know, naming your kid Scar when he has a scar on his face. It's like, these are my two, when the other one's named Mufasa. Right. It's like, these are my two sons, Timothy and Clef Palette. And I got like, Pictures, like not just letters from women with kids, oh. with but like this is my child. Oh. Look at this. Oh. Yeah, it's just, it's just like stop. We're not fucking talking about that. We're yeah. not saying I'm not saying I'm not your, your joke your is not saying that someone child. with a cleft palate is disgusting. You're yeah. saying that's a fucked up name to give someone. Like listen to the fucking joke. And that's why I get yeah. infuriating when people write in and they're saying they're they're mad at that because I'm like you're then you're for that example like you're insinuating that I think that people with a cleft palate are disgusting. That's clearly not what I think. That's their Come on. Yeah. That's their insecurity. That's your thing. I remember on on my wedding night, um, we got married in my mom's backyard in the Poconos. Aww. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Mike's married everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not available. <laughs> and um, and I remember it was like eight thirty, and you know my mom lives like in this um like community like gated community kind of thing, and um. And there was like a community Facebook board and they were like this one woman was like complaining about the music, but she was like, my son has auditory problems and he's freaking out and this needs to stop. And I just wanted to be like, fucking Christine never loved me. (laughs) And I finally found someone. You know how hard it is? I went six years without sex. Even your son can hear my pain. Yeah. It's just like, take your son down to the block for a couple minutes. Like, let us finish our fucking wedding. Dear God. Best best wedding tip, by the way. Yeah. uh, Beer and wine. No, I don't. I don't. I don't don't drink at all. uh, And I don't smoke at all. Is there a reason for that? Um, I want to succeed. <laughs> I just didn't know if you like you went too far and then you stopped. No, my my dad was an alcoholic, so I oh right, right, told right, him right. I, okay. I wouldn't. Stephen doesn't drink or smoke either, and everyone's like, "Oh, was he?" Uh, uh, I'm like, "No, he just saw people ruin their lives." I attribute, yeah, like eighty percent of my success in comedy to, to sober, being sober, not drinking. Yeah, I. I don't want to ever say sober, right? Because you were never a, a yeah. drunk. Yeah, right. I didn't earn. That's true. 
I've you didn't heard earn it. sober friends who are like, fucking, ugh. I'm like, I'm sorry I didn't have to lose things <laughs> to, to realize that booze is bad. Um, but no, yeah, beer and wine, you save thousands of dollars. Really? And but here's the, the best part of it. They leave and they're not there too long. <laughs> right, because it's not open bar. Or- well, and also I feel yeah. like no one, less people will get shit-faced yeah. on beer and wine. It's a lot harder. They pay for themselves to do it afterwards oh, on their own money. Okay. So how long have you been living in New York? Um, Almost 10 years in January. Okay. And how long have you been with your wife total? Like how long ago did you uh, Six in? years. Six years. So there were so there was four years where you were and yesterday single. yesterday was our two-year anniversary. Oh, happy Mom's anniversary. You guys are yeah. so freaking cute. Um, what was dating like in New York City, moving from Florida, Florida life to New York City life? Did you attempt to date or were you it just was only, on comedy? It was, it was only one uh, sex experience under my belt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so you only had sex with that one person after Christine yeah, at that and, point. And that was that was before I left Florida, like mm-hmm. shortly before. Um no, New York was tough. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I, did, I, I, I never drank, but my my rock bottom was different. I was I was a mooch. I was really poor. Mm. And I was the guy that would go to the diner hoping someone would buy me something. Ooh, you know? Aww, been there. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, man. And I lived in um, a friend's basement, uh-huh. like like a rank. Was it you finished? Know. No, no, no. Okay. It was separate. It was um, like a metal grate. Like oh. staircase, cobwebs, like the whole, you know, like Frankenstein basement. Right. And um, it was rough, you know, and I met I met my wife in in that basement time. So you brought her back to the basement and she was like, I'm not fucking doing this. Makes She's sense. like, I love you, but not this. <laughs> you and, are not the basement. I but the way that I treated dating was it was very unhealthy Um, because my thing was, you know, Comedy and, and 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 the rest of my life were so intertwined because I was obsessed. Yeah, you know, I gave myself an ultimatum. I was like, I'm giving myself seven years, and if I haven't made five thousand dollars or been on TV, I'm quitting, and that's it. And I moved here, um, no, six years. Yeah, I moved here when I was 24, and I was like, by the time I'm 30, this needs to happen or I'm out. Mm-hmm. So the way that I treated dating was, I would I would do. I mean, I did every fucking horrible show you could. I looked on Craigslist to do gigs. And oh then, wow! Well, you kind of have your reputation as like one of the hardest working comics, doing yeah. like ten mics a night, kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's where it came from. Um, I did the naked show twenty times. Mm-hmm. Twenty times? That's no. the most amount of times. You just want to make sure what? everyone saw it. You just but, wanted the spot, man. Well, yeah, that was the thing. And I remember other comics would shit on me for it. And I'm like, you're not getting booked on a Saturday night. Yeah, they're booking me. You right. Know? <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, this is just another spot. I've done the naked show too. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Did yeah. I was like, did I have a spot tonight? I don't think I did. So yeah. now I do. <laughs> the first 30 seconds, like I'm net naked, and then after that's like, I hope my new jokes go well. Who gives a fuck? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. No one cared. Yeah. Although I did hear that you have a big dick. Sorry to be forward. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a big dick? I don't think so. <laughs> He's like, I've always had it. It's not big yeah. to me. <laughs> It's got retard strength. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of your dick? He's fine. <laughs> do you like it? Did you name it? <laughs> Gary. No. Mortimer. <laughs> That's a good name for a dick. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips. Because <laughs> it's the La Bamba. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, and it's vaguely Asian. No. Uh, 
And yeah, so I was obsessed. And the way that I would treat dating was, I mean, yeah, I did all the websites. I met my wife on OkCupid. Oh, nice. But I did plenty of fish, Craigslist, crazyblinddate.com. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What are those things? Crazyblinddate.com. Crazyblinddate.com is an actual website? Why do they have the word website? crazy yes. in it? Yeah, that sound good. That's setting so you up So people like me would feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember I, I only did one and it was like with this like this black like a uh, girl who was really religious and like the second she's it, that's what's weird about like online dating is like sometimes like they see you and they already know but then it's like i guess we're gonna just pretend for a few <laughs> hours Aww. i mean our grandparents pretended for 50 years we could do two hours at the, the kellogg diner did she seem <laughs> disappointed when she saw you a person oh yeah and you just were like, but I mean, see when that's happened to me, cause I did okay cupid for a while and I really liked it. Most yeah. of the dates were horrible, but they were funny. But if I didn't like someone like within the first 10 minutes and I knew I didn't want to waste my time. I kind of, I was like, dude, let's just come on. I went go. on so many. I mean, I, you know, and, and, and that was the thing. It, it was the, it was the numbers game. Like I'll do as many shows and mics as I can <laughs> to make it a comedy. And I'll go on as many dates as I can. And it was, it was unhealthy, you know, and I would, um, it was tough because could you pay for the meal? I mean, did you you didn't, right? A lot of times How you was, go half. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fine. I don't think that's rude at all, but yeah. like did that ever present itself as a problem where it the girl awkward. kind of expected you to pay? It's kind of hard to hide that you're poor. Right. You know, like and that was the tough thing was, you know, I was unemployed for a good amount of this and they would ask me, you know, what do you do? And it I was embarrassed. Like I would say comedy, but then I hadn't done anything. Of course, yeah. You know, and that was the funny thing. I got booked to to go to do the Montreal Comedy Festival the week before I met my wife. So when she asked me what I did, I was actually able to like look her in the yeah. eye. Media motherfucker, yeah. yeah. And even <laughs> even like I was I was so poor when I did Montreal. This is this is this is crazy. There was I, my shoes were so like fucking ripped apart and stuff that oh. a, uh, an open mic coat started a fun to get me new shoes. Like it was literally like the bottoms of them. You could just see my socks. There was nothing there. And I used that money to, to get a crack. passport. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh or else yeah. Cause you need to gone. pay the application yeah. fee. Uh, yeah. That was when I was oh, living in the basement and man. stuff. I mean, and I remember when I was up there and <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> the, the first day I got to Montreal, I would go and um, buy food for people at the bar. Like I'd go to Subway, get it for them, you know, and they'd give me a couple bucks. And I did that for a delivery boy, like a tip fee. Yeah. Anthony Jeselnik and Amy Schumer. No way. Five five years before I worked for her, I went and (laughs) bought them food. That's poetic 15. That is is poetic. That's poetic 24. Because I just need the money. Yeah. (laughs) Now, did you? How did you propose? You're like, then, I'll get you a sandwich for like a couple extra. Well, dollars. the guy who became my manager is like, you can't do that, man. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you're a comic. You're here. He's like, I'll get you food. Oh, yeah. It's just like, Mike, please stop doing that. Yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you are I embarrassing. Back, I'm like, how did I date? broke like i was broke but then it's being the girl being a broke girl is fine yeah. easy you could be the broke girl being the broke guy was it was rough which is sucks like that's not fun yeah and our first my first day with my wife was not the best we went we, we got mexican food 
Um, I had diarrhea. Not making love after that. Because cause and effect. <laughs> and, you got uh, diarrhea right after your first date? Yeah, it was love at first sight. <laughs> no, and the first date was, it was good, you know, and um, the second date, like, because this was the thing I used to do that was unhealthy. I always wanted them to see me do stand-up. And sometimes that would even be the first date. Oh, that's your strike. I've yelled at my good friend for that. Yeah, mm, it's bringing bad. Pe- bringing mm. dates to the stage. A lot of dudes do that. I, I and I would. This is the douchiest way. I'd be like, if you want to see the real me. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Mm. Yeah. I got what you meant because you. The one thing you really had going for you was your comedy. That's all I had. Going so for me, yeah, I, and I, I didn't even I have it that. going for me really. At that <laughs> point, it, it was starting to. Um, But even like the first year with my wife, you know, she paid for more stuff and things like that. And how did that make you feel? Were you terrible? Oh, it did make you feel terrible. Yeah, not good. And is it because she's the the woman? I'm so interested in this dynamic of the man is supposed to make more money. It wasn't the it was just unequalness in general. No, because I had guy friends, you know, that I was mooching off of that I felt shitty about. Right, right. It's that helplessness. So nothing to do with that, yeah. And, you know, and I look back, I, I could have gotten a job during some of that when I didn't. You know, I had I had jobs for good parts of it, but other times, you know, I was an asshole. I was like, I'm an artist. This is what I deserve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and oh, I get is, that. <laughs> you know, and I see people, you know, I see that part of myself and people now, and it's like, you want to have talks with them. I'm like, look, like, I know this seems like ideal in some like Charles Dickens way, but it's like you're just hurting other people. Yeah. Yeah. And also in New York City, I love I loved being poor here because there was always something to do for money. Like I would look on Craigslist and be like, oh, you want me to clean your closet for fifty dollars? I'll do it. Like anything. I've done that a million times. Like I always like promotional modeling, like handing out stuff on the street. Like I would always like figure out a way because I don't I still am not sure how I survived. Like I was making like for a good part of my 13 years here, like nineteen thousand dollars a year. Oh, I was making Dude, less than that. I don't. Yeah. yeah and when, it, but I was like paying my like I'm not living in a basement. So I still don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, even I, when I was living in an apartment. Like, yeah. I, I stocked restaurants at LaGuardia for a year and a half and made oh, wow. eight dollars an hour. Yeah. Dang. Before Texas. <laughs> I was like eight dollars an hour. I was like that even. Corinne, do you remember? <laughs> I remember one day when because we were we've been so we've been. Oh, yeah. Poor as fuck. Yeah. Um. Where you gave me one of your Subway sandwich coupons and I was like almost cried. I was like, thank you oh, so much. This is Subway entire six inches of sandwich. Oh. Me. When I lost a metro <laughs> when I lost a metro card and that was like Oh, that's the worst. You just have to walk everywhere. Card. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. And you didn't even have to pay for extra ones back then. But I I there were a couple times where I would stand outside the yeah. subway doors and be like, Can someone swipe me? Oh, yeah. Please. Damn. So when I have an unlimited, I always swipe people because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Is it? Maybe not. Maybe I have a very suck. strict no giving anything to anyone <laughs> policy. I do. I don't know. It's just. I'm That's just, what works for you. I don't know. It's just. I just. Yeah. I just have like stuck by it my whole time. And it's not that I don't care. I give to charities and stuff. But I just can't. Individual people. In the street, I just don't do it. Because well, giving them the one and it makes you like, well, uh, well, that guy deserves it too. So you give them. The, I, when I moved here, I gave money away to homeless people all the time. Well, I didn't even have any. I've given food to people. My favorite is like like people who like visit or are new here. 
when they get mad at the homeless people, like I gave him a dollar and he didn't say thanks. I'm like, you know, oh. how mental illness works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you back. have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing email that we've been getting lately is from guys that feel awkward or creepy approaching girls. Like, yeah. how do I approach a girl? And then well, we're like, we have Mike Lawrence here today. Yeah. We'll ask him. I'm, I'm just <laughs> curious because I feel like you're the type of guy that whatever you would say, I'd be like, do what Mike does because I like him and he's good. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I, I was terrible at it and, you know, not drinking. So it's like, I can't go to bars and it, it's also, it's also, if so that's you, hard, that's really tricky. Yeah. If you don't drink and you're hitting on drunk chicks, there's Ugh, that own weird. ickiness. Yeah. It's very weird. So yeah. yeah. It's not good. <laughs> um, and I never, I never wanted to fuck comics. Like it just never, I mean, we've heard I, that a lot. Yeah. I yeah. have the Oedipal issue too with it though. So yeah. well, so? my mom. Oh, duh. And it's like, I'm fucking someone who did what my mom did. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay, what if if I knock her up and she gives birth to me? (laughs) (laughs) So the meeting women online, that was a really good way. It was the only way for me, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have the social skills. I remember, like, my second month here, I did this, like, thing called, it was called Meet Market Adventures. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And it was M-E-E-T, but it just oh. felt like M-E-A-T. <laughs> and what, it was the saddest thing when it, it was for Valentine's Day. Oh, This gosh, was, no. you know, and I was like, I, I moved here January 07, um, you know, never seen snow before, just freezing, walking around with my open mic printout <laughs> sheet from- coat? From Giggle Chicken, Chuckle Monkey. Oh, Giggle uh, Chick. Yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to buy a coat <laughs> once I got here, and so that was my second month here. And what it was was, um, you know, it was like this meetup thing of like finding like potential dates, and it was the saddest. What they would give you a half of a Valentine's Day card, and you oh, had to no. find the person with the other half. Oh my oh, god, that's horrible. Yeah. That, that is a nightmare. Oh Should yeah, you just renick that. Did. Start off on the wrong foot. And she's like, oh, look at that. It's the same card. <laughs> there was nothing there. It was, the, yeah. Aww. It was, yeah. I mean, you know, I, because I, I had a girlfriend like maybe two years before my wife. And then I went, you know, and then I had sex like maybe six months after that girlfriend. I went like a year and a half without sex before my wife. Is sex, is sex like important to you? Some people just not that important. No. Yeah. I mean, it's also, you know, going six years without it, you kind of just realize, like, I don't I don't regret the six year relationship I was in. And the fascinating thing about Christine is I f- think she might be trans. Oh, wow. That is fascinating. I saw her on Facebook recently and it was Christine in parentheses, Chris. OK. You know, and then her last name. Wait, like and, if she was trans, like when you were with her or she after like she transitioned I mean, I'm sure into a she man? had some of those feelings like well, right. uh, but the I feelings. Yeah, but I, I, she was born female is what we're saying. Yeah, she's okay. born female. OK, that's what. Oh, but wow. I feel like she might hmm. be now. And it like makes everything make so much more yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's why she doesn't want someone inside her. Yeah. OK. Yeah. All right. And it's also it's like typical dude. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. If, um, if yeah. she is, that's awesome. I, when- don't, I don't talk to her anymore. You should ask. Eh. Hey, I mean, it's like you, no, <laughs> just wondering. That's cool. Do, when, you, do you stay in touch with any of your exes? No, no. It's also because I I have so much regret and like like I I can mm. talk about any part of my life. I don't have a lot of shame, but it's at the same time like you move on. Things are different. Like 
I mean, there was a, uh, yeah, the girl that I dated before Christine, um, it was just not like, you know, it was another, yeah, I was poor. It was a bad part of time of my life. Like I, I don't need to remember that more than I already do sometimes. Right. When did you know you wanted to ask your wife to marry you? That's such an interesting moment that I love hearing about, especially from guys. Yeah. Cause it's really sweet. Well, you know, like, so, so I'm 33 mm-hmm. and like, you know, a couple of years ago, we, you know, you start doing the wedding circuit. Oh, wait. Oh, like, like your friends are getting married. Yeah. Like you did friends... stand up at weddings? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> what smart people are getting married and asking you to stand up? Did That's I amazing. say every gig? I said every gig. <laughs> naked. Naked weddings. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I did stand up at the Blind Melon uh, Bee Field once <laughs> in the bee costume. No. Um, we, I, I just, I, her grandfather who passed away this year um, was, he died at the age of 94, was 91. I, I mean, I knew she was the one anyway, but it was, there is that pressure of like, I want him to see this. I yeah. proposed in front of him on Thanksgiving Aww. in front of the family and all that. I, I knew. Were you nervous to propose or excited? Yeah, it was. Well, it was funny because like we're at dinner. We set the, my mom was the only one who knew. And the way we were going to do it was everyone's going to go around the table, say what they're thankful for. I'll go last. I'm thankful for my fiance. Hey. It was funny. I was like, you'll go last. I'm like, no, I want someone to follow me. <laughs> Let them fucking follow. Let them feel it. Let them have to Mike Lawrence Thank their way out of this. Uh, yeah. So, so I went last, and and during the whole dinner, I had the ring box in my pocket, like, <laughs> sitting next to her, and so like it kind of felt like a bulge. <laughs> Luckily, she never noticed. Yeah. And then, and then I proposed, you know, and he got to see it, which you know means everything to me. Um, and I know what that meant to her. And she's really close with her grandfather. Yeah, because I, I know there's, oh, yeah, the closest. And I know there's like those comics who, like, I'm going to propose after a show or that. It's like, it's got to be about the other person. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. I hate when people do that. Yeah. No, no, no. And, Did you get down on one knee? Yeah. Oh, the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, it was Well, awesome. I guess, yeah. Wow. Did you think about getting down on one knee before you did it? Or were you like, oh, oh yeah, I guess this is what uh, I'm supposed to do? Yeah. And that's yeah. always been that weird thing of like tradition and, and things <laughs> like that. Cause I'm, I'm not a suit and tie guy. I'm that, that's, right. that's not me at all. And sometimes you're like, okay. And, and, and that's been a part of the marriage is like letting her decide all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm going to the Emmys this weekend and it's like, all right, nice. you pick out the tux, you find the barber, you do this, you do that. Right. Because that means something to her. It doesn't to me. I have never given a shit about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I just that's don't great. care about my appearance. It doesn't bother me. And, I mean, that's also why I do well at roast battle because people <laughs> make fun of it and act like it's not a conscious choice. Right, right. right. Yeah, You're like, yeah. no, I could, I know I could do no, yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You make fun of my beard, I'll make fun of your painful divorce, and, uh... <laughs> and we'll all go home sad. Yeah. <laughs> Is no, there no, any difference between being married and just living together as a couple? Like, yeah, it's such a cliche question, but I am curious. Like, I don't, I can't imagine it being much different, but maybe it is that I don't know because I'm not married. We only live like because so we live together like in this loft space in Williamsburg with like three other roommates. And then we so we got married in um, September 2014. We moved in together into our own place in Brooklyn like two months before that. And I was on the road a good amount of that time. Mm-hmm. But 
It definitely, yeah, it changes things a lot. Like, really? There well, is the this, living situation. There's a security there. Um, just knowing, like, I mean, it also just feels great saying my wife, the yeah, the living situation, the, and, and there's, there's couples that are together years and years that never get married and that works for them and they're happy. I'm not one of the, I hate the people who try to push marriage on other people. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, it's what you want, it's what you want. I, I love it. I mean, it's also, yeah, I have the fear of abandonment of <laughs> being alone and knowing like, oh, you can leave, but it's going to be tough for both of us. It's going to cost you a lot of money, babe. Yeah, yeah. So just sit here and watch season one of Unreal with me. <laughs> We're on episode seven. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good show. Um, good it, Yeah, it's just, it just feels like you're a part of this tradition that, yeah. uh, that lots of other people are. I, I do want to beat my parents' record nine and a half years. <laughs> the I think you got a chance. You got eight more. Yeah, yeah, I think you can do it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I I think so. I no, I love marriage and just and it, and it is a thing like you know what it means to other people. Like even when you're at a show, and it's like, hey, can my wife come in? Like, you're that right. means more than girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It does have this gravitas to yeah. it. So like, then, just lie, people. Like and I your love girlfriend her. Girlfriend needs to get into yeah. the show. Yeah, like, tell her she's your wife. I love her as much now as I did then. Like I don't feel like it's changed our feelings towards each other that right. much. But, but yeah, there. Like I said, the security. I mean, we want kids. We're building towards that. It's how do it's you awesome. do that? Like how do you build towards having kids? That's something in, about adulthood that I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do when I want that to happen. But I, I mean, guess it just happens and you figure it out. I mean, to me, I because I was poor so long and I'm not anymore, it, it is tied to money. Like, can I afford to do this? Mm-hmm. Is this something? And now it's like, okay, we can afford to do this. And and just even like like certain like responsibilities like that you have as a husband feel awesome. Like mm-hmm. the fact that I can give my wife health insurance because of dick jokes is like the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's totally. like the actual benefits of marriage. Like yeah. that's, I, I was such a pro gay marriage person. Cause it's like, yeah, everyone fucking deserves that. If they want it. Absolutely. Damn. Yeah. What a beautiful note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike we- Lawrence taking a ballsy stance <laughs> on gay marriage. It's good. Yeah. This my, week on guys, we fucked. <laughs> my, my, my ex-girlfriend who never had sex with me might be trans. I hope she's happy now. <laughs> beautiful. So weird. Good yeah, for you. I, I, there's no point in having anger. You know? Yeah. It doesn't totally. do anything for you. Um, where can we find you online? And do you have anything coming up that you want to promote? Cause yeah, you I'm, should, guys should see him. He's one of the funniest comedians oh, working thanks today. So much. Um, on MikeLawrenceComedy.com, I have a fall tour coming. Oh, nice. Called the fantastic tour. Oh, <laughs> that's so perfect yeah. for you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I am yeah. on brand like a motherfucker. <laughs> that should be your tagline. On brand like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lawrence, he knows what he is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll be um, at. Uh, I, I don't. Should, do I ramble the, all the comedy club dates? If you want to, or you I just will. go to. Fuck yeah, it. yeah, whatever you want. When's this? When's this airing? Uh, Friday. Okay, awesome. Uh, Greenville, South Carolina, the 23rd to the 25th Comedy Zone, uh, Portland Helium, nice. the 29th uh, through October 1st. Uh, you know what? 
it's all on my website. Go there. I I feel weird doing that. No, that was a good start. So if yeah. you're in and North Carolina or Portland, we have a lot of listeners. There. I will be in the Fort Lauderdale Improv, my home club, the first club I ever did stand up in. That where I did a bringer show where yes. uh, I had to get ten people, and and to do that, I put tickets in people's Happy Meals. <laughs> That's a brilliant strategy. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so smart. Well, good so, for you. And you got your 10 bringers? So when you 11, when you 11 years later on my 11-year comedy anniversary, I will be headlining the Fort Lauderdale Improv the 3rd through the 5th of uh, November. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was Thanks, a great guys. story. Go see them live. Uh, this has been Guys We Fuck the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Take a picture of me sleeping So I know who I've been with Slut Shaming Podcast. Uh, thanks so much to our sponsor, CISO. CISO is on-demand streaming comedy anytime, anywhere. Curated to bring you all the good shit in one place. It's ad-free and only $3.99 a month. It's available at CISO.com, which is S-E-E-S-O.com, the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, Roku, Xbox, Amazon Video. Start your one-month free trial now by going to CISO.com and catch your favorite TV shows, stand-up comedy specials, and original programming.